Welcome to Deep Broadway, where you get the luxury of listening to your favorites on Broadway wherever you are. With Eli and Ashley. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at Z Broadway and check out our site at zbroadway.com for updates and new episodes. Now please sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Welcome back to another episode of Z Podway. We are so happy you are here. Today we are speaking to two of the stars of the current revival of Into the Woods that is currently running at the St. James Theater. We have Kennedy Kanagawa and Delphi Borich. Hi. Hi. So Kennedy plays Melody White and has been playing her since the City Center run. But did you know that he's also played Jack in a concert version of the show? I just found this out yesterday while I was kind of like Google Google searching both of you. <laughs> and Kennedy has also been in Gold Mountain as Lo, Falsettos as Wizard, and Jesus Christ Superstar as Judas. And then for Delphi, she is currently the understudy for Little Red, Rapunzel, Lucinda, Florinda, and Melky White, just added recently. She's also played Ariel in The Little Mermaid, Belle in Beauty and the Beast, and Ella in Cinderella. So we're so excited to have you guys here. Thank you so much for having us. Yeah, yes, and I, I have seen the show on Broadway and at City Center. And I went, when I saw it on Broadway, I went specifically to see Delphi as Little Red, just because I <laughs> knew I couldn't pass up that opportunity. Um, and it was just so amazing. And obviously I love watching Kennedy, you know, maneuver Milky White throughout the entire show. It's just so much fun. So for both of you guys, it's your Broadway debuts. So how did that feel? <laughs> oh, any of you can go first. <laughs> Delphi? Um, unreal. I like cried and cried and cried. Um, yeah, it was such a fast process, audition process that it, the whole thing kind of felt like a shock when it was happening. And so I feel like I still haven't like fully gotten over it, but yeah, mm -hmm. amazing. Best feeling in the world. Uh, yeah, I, uh, I think that Delphi saying that it was a shock is, is, I think, resonates with me too it was I didn't even have an audition process mm -hmm. I got like con asked to join at city center um without submitting anything and then all of a sudden we were transferring to Broadway so when I found out it was like a it was it was like getting whiplash career-wise and I don't think I've recovered still but <laughs> very very exciting um so I'll I kind of just stayed silent before we started recording, but I'll just say I have been a long time fan of Into the Woods. I um, I didn't get to see it at uh, City Centers, but I have worked on three different productions of it. Um, I just saw, I saw it like early previews of the Broadway run. Um, and I, it's awesome that you guys can make it here. So thank you. Um, I, my first question was uh, going back, uh, kind of what you said, Kennedy, but like how, uh, how did you get involved or audition um, into into the show? Uh, yeah, so I um, I was fortunate that I had worked with James Ortiz, the puppet designer, before uh, in a couple of different capacities. Never with puppetry, although that's always kind of been one of his fortes um, that he's been so famous for, um, but. It was kind of an adjacent like movement theater, very physical, almost like puppeteering your own body to like be representative of different, you know, objects and things and kind of like comedia style. 
so when the creative team asked him for recommendations to fill this track, he put my name in. Um, and I guess that was fine. So they were like, okay, great. You want to do it? So, uh, yeah, it was not how I, you know, was trained to understand what the uh, process is like to get to a Broadway debut with the, the auditioning and the grind and stuff, which I still did and I'm continuing to do. But um, yeah, so it's all very kind of bizarre and outside of everything that I expected. Oh, and for Dolphy, what was your audition experience like? Um, kind of very sim, not totally similar, but it was pretty much like a audition for, hey, there's a understudy track that covers at the time that was Little Red, um, Cinderella, mm -hmm. Rapunzel, and the Two Stepsisters. That was the tracking that I initially got, and the audition basically said sing two to three brief songs. They can be anything you want. They can be from past auditions that you've already recorded. They can be concerts that you've done. We don't really care. Just two or three brief songs. And so my perfectionist brain was like, okay, well, obviously I'm re-recording and I'm doing this completely from scratch. So I um, took a look at the tracks and was like, okay, so for Cinderella, I need something like this. For Rapunzel, I need something like this. And for Little Red, I need something like this. And so I ended up putting that together, sent it in on a Monday night. It was due on a Tuesday morning. And then um, on Thursday, I got the call that I was hired. And then we started rehearsals the following Tuesday. So yeah, just like Kennedy said, very much did not feel like the, the grind and the multiple audition month long process of auditioning for a Broadway show that I think we had all done before. It was so fast that it kind of felt like okay, are you sure? Like, do you have the right person? I didn't sing anything from the show. Like, is that okay? But I think similarly to Kennedy's story, it, it, I feel like really brings home that a lot of us feel like, even if it wasn't a lengthy audition process, it's really the culmination of like all of the hard work and all of the auditions that we put in beforehand. Mm -hmm. And I saw the um, Jeff Josselson, our casting director, one of our casting directors, recently and I said to him you know thank you so much like I didn't you had absolutely no way of knowing that I could do Little Red you had absolutely no way of knowing so like thank you that you really just took a leap of faith and he said back to me like it wasn't a leap of faith mm -hmm. so that kind of like hit home for me of like oh right these people have been seeing us audition for years and now we're being put in a place where they're like no we know you can do it because we've seen you for years mm -hmm. so. yeah I know you've done so much, you know, regional work and got a lot of recognition for that. So it's kind of like when I heard that you had booked into the woods, I was like, oh, of course, like <laughs> it makes you. so much sense because we got Kennedy, we got to Delphi and I got to talk about when she did The Little Mermaid um, recently oh, before before she was involved with Into the Woods or anything. And so mm -hmm. it was cool getting to kind of see that moment happen for you. Yeah, um, thank you. On stage, and Delphi, you made history as the first Asian American Little Red on Broadway, and it was your Broadway debut all wrapped in one. So, what was that week like, just playing, you know, principal role? So overwhelming, but honestly, there's like a there was honestly a moment of like, I'm prepared, I got this, and the whole cast is like so supportive that 
it's just like everything just felt really comfortable and everything fell into place and it only took me about like two performances to be like okay I know what I'm doing now I can like the the major note that I kept getting was like you know you can have fun right and I was like oh right I can have fun that's right that's what this is about yeah I don't have to be so stressed all the time and it's worth mentioning that Kennedy I think has also made history as the first Asian American Milky White, I'm guessing. <laughs> so that's really funny. I never thought about that. Ballad. <laughs> first Asian Cinderella, like yeah, so I was just me. talking about Liz. <laughs> uh, yeah, I so much good representation in the show. I know, especially for myself, you know, seeing a show that usually is cast with white actors getting to see all these people of color take the stage is amazing <laughs> and so Eli I think you have a question for Kennedy yeah um uh what is there like a a different vibe between doing the the show at encores versus on Broadway or is it kind of the same because it's like the same show or uh yeah what's that kind of feel like yeah you know I think that there um are definitely some distinctions. I think overall, I mean, it is the same show. And while there was a, a, a fairly significant cast changeover when we transferred, um, the the vibe with the company of just like love and family and supporting each other really stayed the same, which has been one of the most special parts of this process. Uh, I will say the biggest distinction was that, um, Encores was such a fast and furious process um, that everyone was, you know, having a just full blown panic attack with like, are we going to be able to mount this beast of a show in like 10 rehearsals? And we did. But I think there was there is this added layer of energy of just like we were all had our like nails digging into our sides just like really holding on for dear life and with this while the rehearsal process was still pretty fast um there was we have i think now eased into a, a level of comfort with the show at least now until you know our our poor newbies who have so <laughs> courageously jumped in and are now experiencing what we experienced when we learned the show but we we all kind of joke that there are these now like classes of people like the people that did it at encores and the people that did the transfer and then the people that are replacing uh on broadway and we like all watch as like the new people come in and like kind of get hazed by just sheerly learning the show <laughs> and we're all like oh yeah we've been there we know how crazy it is but we got you and we support you yeah, I know for Brooke, she kept telling us about the, you know, the panic attacks and all that kind of stuff. It was just, it seemed like so much, which is just insane. I mean, it was so fast and I saw the city center run and it was just incredible how put together, you know, it all seemed if it wasn't behind the scenes. I mean, not only is it 10 days, but it's also Sondheim. So it's, 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 it's not easy. It's like wordiest stuff three it's like three hour long patter basically <laughs> so i i and i i feel like i i was actually going into the show because i've been obsessed with the show forever and so i was really familiar with it and also 
I don't have to say a lot in this production. <laughs> yeah. So I was actually pretty chill, but I was more of just kind of like standing stationary and I watched the like tornado of people just like frantically all around me. So um, I did have a little comfort in my track, I will say. Yeah, I don't like, oh, sorry, go ahead. No, I, I just, I kept hearing as we started the, the Broadway rehearsal process, I kept hearing about these meltdowns that people would have. Sarah and Gavin were like very vocal about like, oh yeah, we had the meltdown when we were doing City Center. And I think I like kind of started seeing it happen in our process where I was like, oh, this is, this is that point that they're talking about. Like I'm watching people just kind of start to freak out. And then with the new understudy, I mean, with a new um, company, it was like clockwork, like right mm -hmm. around the same time. I just saw people, there was a day where everyone was just looking like, I can't do this. And oh. it's just so funny. Cause it's like part of the process of being in this show is you're going to inevitably have a point where you're like, I can't do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And actually I was going to say that this production was my intro to Into the Woods. I had never seen another production of it and not like a community theater, like nothing. And so getting to see, you know, like professionals like Sarah and I told, I told my vocal coach the other day, I was like, the fact that I've never seen anyone play the baker's wife, but Sarah Bareilles is kind of insane. <laughs> or like, you know, see any of these people played by anyone different than the original cast is just crazy. Um, and then I wanted to talk to you, Kennedy, like, you've gotten so much love um, from you being Melky White. Like, was your re has the reaction to your performance surprised you, like, at all? Because, I mean, I know I've loved seeing everyone recognize you for your incredible work, and it's just so great that, you know, I guess in a way, like, the smallest character who doesn't say much I, is making, like, the biggest impact. Yeah, I, <laughs> I mean, I, um, I was watching the show, and it's amazing to see how you bring a puppet to life and I was sitting next to my mom and I'm like that's not that's not a puppet that's our dog who I hope that's not an insult but like he's the happiest most friendly little guy ever um and I, I it's just incredible to see that's really sweet of you guys to say thank you um yeah it's was it's been really surprising um and overwhelming and I think that the the support that people have given is really uh touching and and yeah i uh, you're saying that it, the milky white reminds you of your dog is really great actually because that was something that james and i tried to uh incorporate when we were developing milky white's mannerisms mm -hmm. we really wanted because you know cows in real life are not very active and are kind of boring. Right. <laughs> so yeah. we really wanted to kind of make Milky White remind everyone of their dog or cat so that they were able to kind of project those personal attachments onto the puppet and help connect them to Milky White and Jack's relationship so that it was more impactful. So uh that's really rewarding for you to say <laughs> thank you i think um, the number one thing i hear when when my friends come to see the show is like oh and the the puppeteer so like he must have a lot of experience right he's like a professional puppeteer that they brought in and i think that that's like to me always seems like a huge compliment because 
he's just so Kennedy is so talented at what he does and given that like 10 day rehearsal process where you like started all of this and it's only gotten better but it's also hilarious to me because when I met or saw Kennedy for the first time it was in that Into the Woods um reading that they did and he was playing Jack so I was like he's an amazing singer and no one even knows (laughs) yeah I was talking um I was actually talking to Leah Chang about you know the show and kind of just a bunch of different things and we were talking about you Kennedy and she was like he is not just a puppeteer he's an actor and I was like yes yes we know (laughs) like yes he is yes and he's amazing (laughs) and we know that you know you can sing you can act you can do really everything um and you're not just the puppeteer and I've seen like Eli and I are both big fans of Little Shop of Horrors and I've learned a lot about puppeteering recently and it's mm-hmm. so cool that something so simple can be so expressive and so like intricate in the performance and it's just amazing. <laughs> well, yeah. thank you. And I have to just throw that positivity back at Delphi because I got to watch the put in uh, for the new replacements. Uh, I think it was like, a week and a half ago um because uh my hands are tired <laughs> the puppet so they let me they let me sit out and delphi went on with milky white and she was incredible also <laughs> without puppetry experience and covering like approximately 20,000 other tracks and she i hope that I get into a, a moderately serious accident that gets me out of the show for a couple of days at least so that you so that you can go on and everyone can see what you're doing because it's so great well it's all modeled after everything that you created that's I'm, I'm just copying him oh. <laughs> thank you sweet um I love this positivity circle going on um, uh a uh, question for both of you. How do you um, kind of uh, get ready for the show? It, I mean, looking at it, it doesn't seem like it's not a dance heavy show, but is it, uh, do you ever do some of that or is it mainly vocally or uh, how do you kind of get prepared? For me, it's different for whatever I'm, whatever I'm going on for. So Little Red needs a little bit more vocal attention mm-hmm. than Florinda does. Um, Florinda's pretty just, <laughs> on stage not good um, you, get but, your, you get your hair pulled a lot <laughs> yes that, yeah make sure make sure to do my isolations um but with um what what I was finding during rehearsals um for the put-in is that for Milky Way just doing some like wrist exercises preemptively um which is probably something I should talk to Kennedy about of like what specifically to do to prepare myself in that situation but um, yeah, just like paying special care to that. And when when we first started doing like a mini puppeteering workshop um, a while ago, James taught us how to like breathe with the cow. And I always find that, that if that's like, if I can use that as home base, um, anytime I'm with the puppet on stage, not doing anything, just kind of returning to that to kind of center yourself. That's That's a good like way for me to get into what we're doing with that puppet. What about you, Kennedy? Um, I feel like um, 
well, first of all, I was just thinking as you're answering, I was like, huh, I feel like this is maybe the first show where I like don't do a vocal warm up. I like maybe we'll like do some like a couple slides just for the hell of it. But um, I sh I share a dressing room with Al Albert Gerzon and Cole Thompson, oh, yeah, yeah. and we kind of have like our routine down where like they'll call a half hour. Cole is the DJ with the Bluetooth speaker <laughs> to set the vibe. Um, we all get like into a costume and makeup and mic together and are just like singing and being stupid. Um, I always pull a tarot card from my tarot deck I keep in my dressing room to help like set my focus mentally. And then around like between 10 and five to places, I'll go down to the stage in the wing and I will do a physical warm up because that's really the only thing. I mean, I don't I don't need to warm up for my cow coughs and moose. Um, <laughs> yeah, I do like 100 jumping jacks and I plank and I stretch mostly just stretch actually. Um, I don't know if you guys are aware, but at St. James, it's a really old building and all of the dressing rooms are in this like tower that <laughs> is seven flights and We're there's no down. elevator. So I'm on the sixth floor of oh, no. so any time I, I have to go to my dressing room, it's six flights up and down. <laughs> So honestly, that's a lot of cardio for me. So like, I don't even need to do too much of a cardio uh, warm up because purely getting into and out of my dressing room is like plenty. <laughs> like, yeah, that's that's basically what I do. I mean, you'd think now they would update it, but I guess not <laughs> with the elevators. Right? Yeah, it's it is an old. We don't even have a like a crossover um behind the set oh. if you want to get from one side of the stage to the other you have to go down the stairs underneath the stage and then back up the other side so lots of stairs galore yeah lots <laughs> yeah. of stairs we're all getting our our summer butts in shape for sure. <laughs> uh, yeah and Delphi, have you ever covered this many or have you covered before have you understudied and like what was your process for learning i don't know how many is that like say I had I had covered before on the tour of Cinderella um but that was only two tracks and I was in the show as well so what's weird is I kind of think that that process was harder because I had my own thing to worry about and I couldn't necessarily leave and like watch the other stuff yeah during rehearsals and so it was like that felt a little bit more like trying to fill in the missing pieces when I had the opportunity to or like wait until we had an understudy rehearsal. Um, and I that was way harder. So for some reason, this show has been an easier process because I just sat for 10 days and watched, mm -hmm. um, took copious amounts of notes. I have a color coding system. Um, it's so cool. I, <laughs> <laughs> I love it different colored pens and highlighters and stuff. And um, uh, yeah, so for that, it made, it made everything a lot easier when I started like isolating the parts because it can, it can get really like stressful and confusing, but because they're all in a different color and I'm a very visual person, um, if I'm choosing to focus on little red, then everything is in red. So it's like my mind just sees in that color. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, so everyone has their own individual color and that's, that's what I was, that's what I was using. It was really helpful. Yeah. I mean, it, it, you have gone on for Florinda and Little Red so far, mm -hmm. I think. Is that the only two? Yeah. 
Yeah, and so um, you know, getting to see you in the Florinda costume was great. I was like, yes, <laughs> love that dress. Especially knowing Brooke and you know how she was out, I was like, dang. But you know, I'm sure you slayed, of course. <laughs> one, one Japanese person for another. Yes. yes. <laughs> I know a lot of Japanese representation in the show. We really do, and I we're getting just, another I one. Anne's coming back. Yeah, oh yes, yes, I know. I'm so excited for Anne. She was so funny at um, the City Center run, and I love watching her. Um, and I'm just waiting, I think, for the Taiwanese representation somewhere. <laughs> for sure. It's coming. It, it'll be coming, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, Eli? Um, yeah. Uh, uh, okay, we're down to six minutes, um, but we can answer this question. Um, is it hard to perform uh, in a show that has so much hype around it. I mean, right now, I would say it's like number one ticket to Broadway. Um, or are you able to just go in and do your job uh, without any sort of pressure? Uh, because I mean, it looks like you guys are just having so much fun out there. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, I wouldn't say like pressure because honestly the backstage environment is like, I can't even explain how amazing and supportive and kind it is backstage. And so that just kind of colors everything. And also there's a, there's a sort of like security that we have knowing that we're doing really well and that people really, really love our version of the show. So it's not like, you know, some, sometimes you do a show and you're like a little afraid of people coming, <laughs> but this is like the exact opposite of that where you really just want as many people to see it as possible. Um, so, uh, I had a friend show me like a tweet that said the only people who are truly happy in the world right now are the company of Into the Woods. That's incredible. And very sweet. <laughs> what about you, Kennedy? Uh, yeah, I think that, I think that if anything, the, the popularity that the show is getting makes our jobs easier because <laughs> we go out there and you know it's it's a long show and it's uh it, it's very complex and yet the the love that we feel when we go out there makes it so much easier and also very like supportive and like forgiving L literally yesterday during our evening show, uh, Sebastian um, pulled the the golden egg out of the hen, but fumbled it, and it started bouncing off the stage. And so he literally like dove head first and caught the egg just as it was falling off the stage. The hen flew into the air, landed half <laughs> off the stage also. And the audience just loved it. And we're like <laughs> cracking up and applauding. And we're all just standing there like with our jaws on the floor. Like it was so fast and like violent, <laughs> but like he, he managed to catch it. But it's like, you know, things like that that go wrong that happen with any show, you know, our audiences are so supportive and it's just like, they're in it with us for every step. And if something goes wrong, they're like, yes! So I think that in that way, we like, our job is maybe a little easier, if anything. Mm -hmm. <laughs> 
Yeah, I, I know I've heard so much about like, you know, whenever I see like a person, you know, breaking character on stage, I just go like, yeah, like, it's just so funny to me. And like, as an actor, you're like, you know, that they're in a hard place, especially if they're not trying to laugh or something. And then with what happened with Sarah at City Center, like not no, remembering the lyrics and like how the crowd was just right there with her. That is just so much fun to hear about. And I, I was not there for when anyone forgot lyrics, thankfully. <laughs> so Kennedy, for you, I know you were in a production called Gold Mountain by Jason Ma. And I met Jason and I met Viet Vo and Kelvin Moonlow while I was in New York City, all because of Leah Chang, of course. Um, and it seemed like it was a great, you know, production. It seemed like, you know, the, I saw all the pictures and it looked amazing. Can you talk about kind of what that show was about? Like what, um, what that experience was like? Yeah, so I, that, that show has such a special place for me. Um, Jason Ma, who wrote the show, what played my father in my first ever professional production when I was 13 and Anne Harada played my mom. So they are people that like I really looked up to and have remained fixtures in my life. Um, and he is now also, besides being a brilliant actor and singer, he's also a prolific writer. And uh, this musical that he's written is so great because it is about the uh, Chinese uh, railroad workers who helped build the uh, mm -hmm. transcontinental railroad in the United States. And it focuses on the, uh, the Western section of the railroad and really draws attention to a lot of the, um, the racism and the, uh, the mistreatment of the workers and that section of history that really isn't talked about uh, or taught in schools. Um, and it's a beautiful, it's a love story and it's so heartbreaking. Um, and it was an almost entirely Asian cast. We had we have one white guy that plays the foreman, um, <laughs> but being, and, and then the, the creative team was all Asian and it was just such a special company because, you know, I, I, I've been an actor for a, a really long time and that <laughs> never happens. And it was so special and just that dynamic and, and the level of, uh, of familiarity uh, and shared perspective that we all had was something I'd never experienced before. And uh, yeah, I love all of them very much and they're all family. Yeah, it was so cool getting to meet all of them doing their own respective shows now. Um, it was just crazy and I didn't realize how many people I had met. <laughs> um, and oh, Eli, you have another question. Um, um, yeah, I, I kind of want to rewind to your training day, day nah, sorry, days. Um, like Ashley said, we, uh, basically do our research before. Um, I will say two of the schools that, um, at least I'm planning on applying to are Muhlenberg and Syracuse. Um, so I want to talk to you guys about, um, those experiences. Um, what were your experiences, uh, training, doing your theater training, uh, at the schools? Either you can... Um, I 
when I was looking at schools, I wanted a acting forward program, which Syracuse very much is. Um, that was something that was really important to me because to be totally honest with you, I never ever thought that I would make a career in musical theater. <laughs> I thought I'd be doing straight plays of anything. Um, so I wanted to make sure I like covered all my bases. And I liked that Syracuse has um, acting classes that integrate the acting students and the musical theater students. There are so many programs that separate them. Um, and I didn't want to be separate from whatever acting training the acting majors were getting. So that was important to me. And they had study abroad opportunities, which I was really interested in. And I ended up going to um, Shakespeare's Globe for a semester in London. Um, and that was like just the best possible experience. But then also, you know, getting to get this amazing musical training as well. And then getting to move to the city a semester early for the Tepper program that they do. Um, I, I feel like I was set up really well for success. Um, mm -hmm personally, everyone has a different experience, no matter what college you go to. But for me, it was largely positive. And yeah, it was it was wonderful. I owe everything to, to those teachers and in, in so many ways in their flaws and in their, you know, what they were able to teach me. So yeah. Um, for me, uh, I had very specific ideas of what I wanted and what I didn't want uh, with my college experience. And I uh, really did not want to go to a big school. Um, mm. I was, especially when I was in high school, I was like a very, very quiet, very nervous uh, person. I like didn't, I, I got overwhelmed very easily. And I think the idea of like going to a big school uh, terrified me. And I don't know if I <laughs> would have made it. Um, so I, I, I liked the idea of a smaller, more intimate school where I got more of like uh uh you know personal connections with um in versus like large lecture halls because another thing that i wanted was uh specifically a bachelor of arts um i didn't want a bfa because my thinking was well i'm going to be doing this for the rest of my life and if i go to college i really want to you know be able to like have a like interdisciplinary education and so uh, while I really valued all of the theater training that I received, I also really appreciated the ability to take a class in neuroscience and a class in like the religion and performing arts of India and creative writing. And so that was another thing that I really loved. I also think that one of Muhlenberg's strengths in particular is the training it does to uh, have its students think about uh, theater critically and academically. Um, my classes were, while I did have the uh, classes that were, um, you know, the mechanics of theater and the, the training in the different forms, there was also a lot of uh, academic studying and paper writing and analysis that was a, a way of using my brain and a perspective on theater that I am very grateful for. Um, and also the people there are wonderful and all of my best friends, I graduated like a million years ago and all of my best friends <laughs> are still the people that I met at that school. So. Yeah, I know we're 
we're both very busy trying to, um, you know, apply to schools. Eli's not pursuing a BFA, but I think I will be. Uh, <laughs> and so it's very stressful and we're trying to like narrow the choices down. I mean, I did an NYU program recently. And so kind of getting that like a little taste of, you know, college experience was very fun. Um, and for you, Delphi, turning it back to the fact that you've played many princesses in your career, um, what is it like now that you cover Rapunzel, what is it like to, you know, be a princess? I guess you haven't gone on yet, but I'm sure you have in rehearsal. What is it like to be a princess on Broadway? Um, <laughs> uh, I, I feel like I, I've taken everything that I've learned from every single princess I've ever played and my my formula for princesses is always the same um you know I have the same sorts of like um checklist things that I try to implement whenever I'm playing a princess and things that I try to stay away from and I'm lucky that the way that Rapunzel has been directed in our production aligns with that um so yeah it's been it's been pretty smooth sailing I guess it's surreal um I, th I think what's weirder to me is that I'm like primarily focusing on Little Red Riding Hood, which is very different from a Disney princess. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. that's great. I know, because I, I mean, I've watched, of course, all the videos of you doing the productions at like Tuts or, you know, any on the tour or anything like that. So to get to see you like now being on Broadway and being a princess, I was like, yes, <laughs> it's, yeah, perfect. it's very surreal. <laughs> Yeah. Um, so we have one more uh, question for you before we wrap up. Um, like I said before, um, I've uh, I've always loved Into the Woods. Um, I know I could give a thousand reasons to answer, but I want to hear from you guys. Why do you think people should come see the show? Delphi? Why? <laughs> um, people should come see the show because no matter what you're going through in your life currently there is inevitably going to be some line lyric song that's going to give you a little nugget of advice that you can hold on um for the duration of whatever you're you're going through mm -hmm. i think every time i watch the show something new surprises me based on the day and makes me think about my life um differently and it's it's never ceases to amaze me how much like great advice <laughs> is in this show for so many different situations. And I think it's, uh, I think it can help everyone. Kennedy. Um, <laughs> I would say that, well, I think two different things. One, James Lapine, who wrote the book originally, I think he directed the original production, um, said to us that there are, uh this piece always seems to come about um when it is needed in the world the original production uh was right at the height of the aids epidemic um the 2002 revival was right after the 9-11 attacks mm -hmm. and now this second revival is happening when there is a global pandemic and so much division in the world socially economically politically and um there is so much within this show that provides comfort like delphi was saying and healing that you can take from and that resonates no matter what you're going through i also think that the stories the fairy tales that this is based off of are 
stories that have been around and are have been told for hundreds of years. And I think that there is a reason for that. I think that no matter what time period we are in, the core messages that these fairy tales uh, tell is so um, universally uh, understood. And I think that the comfort that that brings uh, is an added bonus and kind of speaks to, I think, the longevity of this musical. And I think that this musical is one that's just going to continue to be around for a very long time. So, and this production is really fun. So yeah. you should come, you should come see us. <laughs> yeah, I know for me, I do a lot of analysis on different lyrics or scripts and different things. And like this one, it's just like, there's so much to go through um, in terms of that. Like there's always something new you'll take whenever you see the show. So if you're listening, go see the show multiple times because it is just the best. Um, and then lastly, I just wanted to ask you guys, since both of you are half Japanese, like how does it feel to be inspiring all the young Asian American performers like myself? Because I remember Delphi and I were talking about this a lot last time. Um, and I think we actually talked about Into the Woods at one point because I had auditioned for, you know, Cinderella. But at first I was like, can I, would they cast me as Cinderella? I obviously didn't get it. But, um, <laughs> and just getting to see, you know, like Philippa Sue take the stage and her gorgeous gown. I mean, I want that dress really bad. <laughs> and just, you know, kind of seeing myself on stage. And of course, Diane understudies Cinderella as well and just getting all of this amazing Asian representation on Broadway, it's just magical, at least for me. <laughs> yeah, I think I think um, when I was on for Little Red, just being there and having Philippa Sue sing No One Is Alone to your face um, is just like a moment that I will absolutely never, ever forget. And I had to like remind myself to keep acting because I just, my jaw was like, in my mind, like dropping to the floor with just what was happening. Um, it's just, it's crazy because like, there are so many people that I have like looked up to in terms of like Asian representation. And I feel like in the last year I've worked with like most of them and especially with Anne coming in, that's mm -hmm. like a very, very crazy thing to me that I'm going to be in the same building as her regularly. Um, so yeah, but then also like Kennedy and I have a very specific like bond because we're half Japanese. We have this mm. sort of the same experience. And then also we speak to each other a little bit backstage too. So it's like, <laughs> I, I cannot explain the absolute joy that it brings me and the comfort and this feeling of home to like have him around backstage and know that I can like literally just flip back and forth between my two languages and he's going to be there and know what I'm talking about. And yeah, it's just, it's been like the greatest, the greatest thing. Mm -hmm. Oh, and for you, Kennedy. Yeah. I echo everything that Delphi just said. It is such a special experience and it's something that uh, I, I didn't have growing up and seeing on Broadway, literally like there was Leah Salonga, and Anarada. And I think an added layer to how special this is, is the fact that there is nothing about this show that requires an Asian character. All of these, all of these actors are just really awesome, 
talented people and they're and they happen to be Asian. And that kind of representation is is it's just so special to see and to share in and um yeah like I I, I it's I can't I, I I really can't even articulate how special it is and I'm just grateful every day for it and these people yeah I know I mean it went from like the four cast members I think in city center to like maybe like eight or double it at least. Um, I know there's like 12 all together counting all the crew members as well and all the um, different creatives in the cast. But um, it's just been so cool to see, especially with a show that I now love so much, getting to go on that journey, I guess, and analyzing it and kind of, you know, with an Asian American eye on things, it's different than if you were to be white. And so like taking different scripts or different songs in the show and just like, seeing, you know, what it would be like to put that lens on it is also extremely cool and just so inspiring as well. So thank you guys so much. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I can you. see um, Eli has his own ver very own Milky White uh, right here. Yes, Milky White is right yes! here. <laughs> really. Yes, truly. Yes. The white as melt. Ollie is so cute. Um, but thank you guys again so much for doing this episode. We are so happy that we were able to, you know, fit it into your very busy schedules, I'm sure. Um, and if you guys want to follow them on Instagram, where can we find you or any social media? At um, is is my handle. And actually, now I'm panicking. Do I remember? I think mine is uh, at this, this is Kennedy. Kennedy. Yeah, yeah, this is Kennedy. Uh, yeah. Um, and I, then also sure, shout out. I was gonna say Kennedy's TikTok as well. <laughs> oh yeah, my TikTok. If you want, you don't have to. That's just I don't even know what I'm doing on there, but it's at Jack of Wands. <laughs> so much, I love watching them. They're so much fun. <laughs> um, I also want to shout out the Understudies of the Woods mm. uh, Instagram. Yes, yes. Thank you. Follow us. <laughs> yeah, they post so much great content, uh, everyone. And it's just so much fun to see you guys having so much fun. Um, <laughs> so thank you again. We're so happy we could have you here. And I guess we'll see you next time. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for having us. Thank yeah. you. Hey, thanks so much for listening to this episode of Z Podway. As always, remember to follow Kennedy and Delphi on Instagram and follow us on Instagram at Z Broadway. Also check out our website at zbroadway.com. We'll see you next time.